I mean, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool though, you know. Star Trek. I'm just getting into it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> oh, so welcome to the eighth episode of Word of Influence. Yes, we are live. I did that on purpose. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Today, my special guest is Brittany Brown, one of, my, one of my really good friends from school. Like, and today we're just going to talk a little bit about everything. You guys know the dress, but growing up, what was your favorite video game, Britt? Um, let's see. Growing up, at least, um, I was a really, really big fan of the Pokemon series. Pokemon? Um, yes, yes. Uh, Pokemon Gold was my first video game ever. Gold. And oh, wow. yes, yes. And then I got Pokemon Silver um, for the following Christmas. And then for the following Christmas after that, I got Pokemon Crystal. So, oh, uh, yeah. So, so, how has that game, like, seeing how Pokemon is, because, like, technically we started that generation of yeah. Pokemon. What about the series what do you, do you like about it um let's see i i put in a lot of time training and then defeating the elite four Ooh, you're which, a trainer. yeah 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 as, <laughs> as a kid like as a kid um i was more focused on the um like defeating the game kind of purpose and then now as i'm older i'm like oh i'm trying to collect them all you know yeah. catch them all you yeah, know, all 700-something now. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing about that series, because, like, you're supposed to, like, beat them and, like, be a trainer, but then all of a sudden you look at it, the real purpose of, like, you know, catching every Pokemon and mm -hmm. becoming a Pokemon master, and it's it's really harsh. Like, do you think you – have you met any of your closest friends through Pokemon? Um, Actually, um, this is kind of, like, a weird sort of tangent, but yes, um, I actually <laughs> met my husband – uh, through our love of Pokemon, which is actually, very strange. So <laughs> you, met, you met Austin through Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. It's crazy. You had to tell yeah. me how, how that happened. Yeah. So um, in fifth grade, like it was like crazy hat day um, at our school, and then um, after school, I was still having my hat on, and it was the Pokemon trainer hat, like Ash's hat, and then he um, actually I told him first. I was like, I like your hat. And he was like, thanks, I like yours too. And those are the first words we've ever said to each other. Really? So, <laughs> yeah, oh, my yeah. gosh. I mean, like. Yeah. Never like, forget so, it. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say, like, I, honestly, like, because growing up, I didn't think uh, other people like Pokemon, like, towards, mm -hmm. like, fifth or sixth grade. Yeah, but, like, yeah. Like, 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 when you, like, hear some people, like, talk about video games, and you talk about Pokemon, like, oh, yeah, I still play it. I'm like, oh, well, mm -hmm. I'm glad. That, do you feel like it's a good thing that, Games like Pokemon mm -hmm. or even like Magic the Gathering haven't just been trend. They're like right. actually still. Yeah, yeah, they're still going on. Yeah, like so how, you feel like that's a good thing that you're still seeing your childhood be played out for younger generations? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I feel like um, I, I've kind of got like the, the Star Wars mood. Like um, a lot of people who grew up with Star Wars were like, Oh, you know, I'm so glad my kids are into it. And it's just like now it's like I see younger generations play Pokemon. And it's like I'm so glad I see, you know, younger generations, you know, do yeah. their thing with Pokemon. So, yeah. yeah. yeah like I said, like, when, did you play Pokemon Go when it came out? Yes, I did. Um, hmm. I, I installed it the very, very, very first day. And um, even when it had all of the bugs in it, um, like, I still had a lot of fun going downtown. Um and like playing, um, playing Pokemon Go with everybody, and like you know just seeing 
like a, a Venusaur pop up out of nowhere and everybody freak the fuck out because holy shit, there's a Venusaur, you know, within 30 feet or whatever. And like a mass migration yeah. goes, yeah. It's fun, fun times, so. Yeah, like, so I wish it would have kept going, but it just like, mm-hmm. when they, like, I think the problem is they didn't release Gen 2 as fast and yeah. it was like the winter time, but I'm mm-hmm. glad that people were able to see what we had growing up. Now, yeah. Now, what, me, what, like, I, I know you're a big fan of this game that I'm about to talk about because, like, we're yeah. about to go in a little depth with it. Yeah. What made you, makes you like this series near, or at least the first one? Um, I first got into it from a friend of mine. She was talking about it, and I was like, oh, that's really cool beans. You know, I'll play it. And then um, my husband had got it for the Xbox 360, and then I was like, okay, I need to buy this game. It's pretty cheap right now. And then, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think I think I originally played Nier. Like, the very first time I played it, I got maybe halfway through and abandoned it for a while, because that's what I do. <laughs> and then, I, and then I, uh, I picked it up later, and I was, like, just so much more emotionally involved into it. Now, now like, as you know, I'm listening to the soundtrack right now, and, like, yeah. I'm, like I'm absolutely thrilled with that thing. Like, I don't know why I've never played the game, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I recommend mm-hmm. anyone to check that out. Not an mm-hmm. ad either, guys. It's not an ad. But, <laughs> but what's the story? Um, I I won't say too much uh, without giving away spoilers. Um, it's like ten years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so near is um, you know, a game where there's a father trying to protect his daughter Yona. Okay, so father near and Yona, and. Yona becomes very, very sick with a, an illness, and um, nobody's knowing what, what's causing this illness so far, and he's pretty much searching the world for a cure. And mm-hmm. along the way, just, you know, shit hits the fan, and you fast forward 10 years, and more shit hits the fan, and things just aren't what they, what you expect them to be. Mm-hmm. And, yeah... So, yeah. is it more fantasy based or is it more modern? Um, it's technically um, it's not like super fantasy based, like a, a general RPG. Um, but it's like sort of like a weird future past setting. Like oh. they talk about, yeah, it, it's it's sort of weird. It's like it takes place like seven thousand years in the future, but at the same time, um, it's not like super futuresque. It looks almost like medievally almost you know our time i don't it's it's a really really cool mix of things so mm-hmm. so yeah so what's the character the daughter's dying is yona can you mm-hmm. can you uh picture any other i don't think i ever picture like where a, a father has to save his uh daughter because the only other reference i can think of is like the seeker of them too i don't know if you ever mm-hmm. seen that no i haven't or seeker or seeker of them yeah because like like the mother going to have to save her kid mm-hmm. Timmy, so I think it's cool to see that kind of representation of that it shows that family will do something for each other. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool too um, because here in America, the um, the original like original near um, here in America, it was um, based on a father and a daughter relationship, 
But however, the same exact game in Japan, they had changed the character model from the father to the um, to like an older brother figure taking care of the little girl. Really? So um, is, yeah. So is it daughter, father, or is it siblings? Um, it's canonically here in America, it's father daughter, and then canonically in Japan, it's uh, siblings. Um, but I think I think it was more or less of like when it goes through um, like localization, they thought you know maybe a brother sister relationship wouldn't be as effective as a father daughter one, so that's why they replaced it, and it's it's really really cool. Mm-hmm. So what? How long did it take you to beat the game? Initially, um, maybe like 25 hours or so, maybe less than that. But you revisited it several times afterward? Yes. I have played probably at least 100 hours in that game, and that game now takes me five hours or less to beat. Um, Yeah. Do you feel like that game has influenced you in any way, like in your everyday life? I mean, because... It, it it makes me learn, like, that was the first game where I've learned not to take things at face value. Um, okay. Just because things aren't what you expect them to be. Um, just through, like, weird plot twists and everything. So it's, like, Because, oh, like, 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 deception? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, like, kinda, it kind of reminds me of, like, uh, the Da Vinci Code, kind of, like, word. I, I understand that's just a fictional work, but, like, to see, mm-hmm. like, how Leonardo did some other work just to like just, uh, hide things. And like, you, you, it sounds just similar to that. Mm-hmm. And you're currently playing near Automata, right? Um, I, I am, <laughs> but at the same time, I haven't really gotten super far. So. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Like yeah. we're all, we're all busy and like, mm-hmm. we're about to get into that now. Like for people that don't know, like me and Brittany went to school together mm-hmm. and like she went off to Murray State University. Now I went to Kentucky mm-hmm. State University. Yeah. And like she was, she's an artist in herself, mm-hmm. an orchestra, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like orchestra. Now, because like this is like we've had several conversations off air, but nobody knows. It's that. How did you feel? What like? What made you want to continue to be a music major in college? Um, this is like, uh, there are many times, um, in college when I was like, you know, maybe I don't want to be a music major and Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people, um, in my life that influenced me enough to be like, you know, maybe I should stick it out for another semester or so. So, you know, every time I'd like hit one of those ruts, I would, you know, talk to my former orchestra teacher and be like, he'd be like, Hey, you know, once you get out and you're in front of kids, you know, it, I promise you, it's not, you won't be going through the same things in college. Like, college is a tutorial, basically, not like, you know, uh, you know, real world stuff. So, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll enjoy it more, more in the real world. Uh, I, I can't speak. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he told me pretty much like you would enjoy it more when you're actually teaching as opposed to being in college. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so do you feel the same way afterwards, or no, or? Um, I I did. Um, I. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Um, Take your time. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Uh, I I actually I did a couple of like I loved student teaching, and I loved um. 
I'm like subbing for a music teacher um, in the area, but at the same time, I got to a point where I was like, you know, maybe maybe I'm in for this, uh, not as much as the kids uh, as I would think so. So I was mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe maybe my uh, my um morals maybe yeah. Well, it, like maybe I should do other things instead. Is more or less what I was thinking about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that because like yeah. honestly, yeah. I I thought I was gonna be a history teacher. The whole time going to school, and then, like my, I, I dissected one book. It was called Brave New World. I don't know if you ever read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said like, or like, hell, you probably had to read um, 1984. Yeah, I love 1984. Like, yeah, 1984. So it's pretty much on that same level. So I dissected Brave New World. Mm -hmm. Like to my teacher, like in and out, first time ever. And he said, like, you're. He said you'll always be connected to this book, no matter what you do. Because, mm -hmm. like he said, I've never seen anybody dissect this book like this. I was like, okay. And I said, it made me start thinking, well, I'll be an English major then. And then yeah. it made me do that. But during the time, I was still playing video games. And I started mm -hmm. seeing, like, pop culture pop in my head. And then mm -hmm. I said, well, I'm going to be an English major. And he said, okay. Yeah. And he said, well, do you want to teach? And I was like, yeah. And he said, well, you're just going to be a straight English major because you'll make more money. I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. Okay, mm -hmm. if you want to, if you think that's gonna benefit me, that's fine. But mm -hmm. when I got out of it, I was like, well, I don't actually like that as much. Like, in it for money, like money's a thing. But mm -hmm. like, I want to enjoy to be able to write a book or yeah. talk to people about a certain thing. So, mm -hmm. my last professor, he actually said that he played video games, and he yeah. saw a lot of connection in pop culture that he couldn't mm -hmm. talk about. And I was like, okay. Well, I think I can. And then after college, it's like, yeah, hit a rut like you. And then mm -hmm. now here we are with a word of influence just, you know, popping along. Because, like, yeah. for people who don't know, she is on Twitch right now. Highly yes. involved I always get your name wrong yes. for some reason. Oh, it's all right. I tried, yeah, I tried to make it, like, sort of rhyme-ish, you know. Sort <laughs> yeah. of, you know, roll off the tongue. But people are like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so... <laughs> I always say, I always say, Hillian violinist. I'm like, and they're yeah, like, you got, you, got a you got a Hillian violinist. Like, she can heal people with her violin. I'm like, right. Violinist. <laughs> Hillian, yeah. But what made you want to start getting to Twitch? Um, for those that don't know what Twitch is, it's just where gamers talk to other people. I mean, they watch other gamers play a game, <laughs> be creative, and it's just fun. It really is. Yeah, yeah. But what got you into it? Um, I saw like one of my friends um, that I really look up to. Um, her name is Hikiko Muri, M-U-R-I. Um, and I watched her, you know, make costuming streamings. And I was like, oh, that's a really, really cool idea. And I was talking to other people being like, you know, creative is a really, really good way to go. Um, at least on Twitch right now. Um, because everybody's, you know, putting out a lot of game streamings, you know, the creative life is a you know a little bit it's a little, a little bit more to the table it's so. a little dull if you can tell like because people are too busy watching people play video games when they should mm -hmm. be playing it themselves yeah but, and then and in the creative streams yeah you get to you know it's it's much more relaxed it's a much more relaxed atmosphere mm -hmm. and also like i like to have the accountability of other people uh <laughs> because yeah. honestly yeah honestly I'm a, I'm a big procrastinator so it's like if oh, someone yeah. else were to watch me and like really follow my progress, then that motivates me more 
to do my work as opposed to um, like it's more motivation for me to do it, um, you know, than otherwise. So I have that nice accountability of people wanting to see how I'm going on, you know, certain projects. So that's really nice. Yeah. I mean, like seriously though, because like when you said, like I remember when you were playing it, where it first on Twitch, it was like mm -hmm. it said Brittany Brown. She's playing near Ultimato the de the demo. And I was like, oh, yeah. cool. like I'll check her out. And I said, it's like, oh, well, that was me. So if you ever need anything, I'll help you. And like for real, like if you ever need anything, just let me know. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's being a friend to a friend, and also your mod because I am her mod on mm -hmm. Twitch, guys. But um, yeah. What I think is interesting is that you've created a great atmosphere on your Twitch stream. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I try to shape it pretty. I like to keep it pretty cool and collected. So. Yeah, because because like you're getting you're getting a like variety, like a really good variety of people on there. Just like special yeah. friends and like people mm -hmm. from over the world, and that yeah. probably th that probably throws you off sometimes. Like, wait, other people are listening to this or yeah. watching? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I currently have a couple of friends from like Ireland and Italy that like to tune in, and I'm just like, whoa! Like seriously, what time is it over? Should y'all be sleeping? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but um. What, how, how, she's currently working on a Zelda cosplay, or did you finish? Um, um, I tried to finish today, but, um, other things kind of got in the way, but that's, that's how life is, so. <laughs> it's I'll life. finish up, you know, a couple, I'll finish up today, tonight, I hope, so. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that, like, what, so, let's see, you're on, let's say about 92%. Um, let's see. Let me check. I, I think I'm at 96% right now. Let me That's double check awesome. though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it awesome. says 96%. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so, awesome though. So how, yeah, how does that work? Like for Etsy or Etsy is where you get your customers from, right? Yeah. Etsy is where I, um, I get my customers usually, um, or people will like send me a message on Facebook. Or Twitter, or you know, Instagram. Um, I've had a couple through other different platforms, but currently Etsy is you know where people uh, like to contact me. So yes, I mean it sounds really cool though. Like like look, I've seen your work. Let me go ahead and if you want to make a couple dollars? We got you. That's what yeah, it yeah, like. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So <and> I, <laughs> what oh, made you start cosplaying? What made me? That's Oh man! Yeah, okay, so we get deep. Like yes. Aoi moments are awesome. Like this is where it gets. Like where, mm -hmm. where you got to go deep. Like that's a deep yeah. question. So you got to go. Yeah. So okay. Um, really nerdy of me. But back when I was like at least eight or nine, like I wanted to be Misty from Pokemon mm -hmm. for Halloween, and like the next the next Halloween, I wanted to be Jesse. And, like, I would make diagrams of how exactly I wanted to make the costumes. And, like, I was so in detail of what I wanted to do. And I just I never put it into action. And then um, I was about 12 years old. I was really, I didn't play Final Fantasy X, but I really loved the characters, how they looked, briefly what the story was. I was super into that. And um, I wanted to be Yuna for Halloween. Ooh. And I, I remember, yeah, I remember going to, um, going into Hobby Lobby with a picture of Yuna and being like, hi, ma'am, um, I just, I want to make this into a Halloween costume, can you help me? And she had no idea where to start and just, I don't know, it was, it was a big loss. 
But, I mean, that was when I first heard the term cosplay when I was, like, 12. So, 2004. So, pretty early. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I would, like, you know, for date, like, for hours on end, like, obsessively, like, look over pictures and see how the costumes are made and that sort of thing. But I never got anywhere with it. And it's just, like, I've always wanted to, like, do replicas of things. I'm so sorry. I just wanted to do, like, replicas of things. And, like, I love, um, like, I would have, like, a necklace from parts of the Caribbean. Any, like, movie that I loved, I wanted something from that. Um, just so I'm like, I have something from this show, and it's cool beans. And it's, like, cosplaying is, like, you have a costume from the show or video game in real life, and you fade that, and that's a big, big accomplishment, so... Oh, that's yeah. Cool stuff. So yeah, what was your like? I know, but what was your first cosplay? Yeah, my first cosplay was um, Twilight Princess Zelda. So I hit the ground running with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like this girl is actually the face of the OMG Con here, like where we live in Kentucky. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, thank you. <laughs> like, it really is the face. We're looking up. We're like, when is the cosplay? Like when is it? And it's like June 9th through 11th. I'm like, okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. We forgot it for some odd reason. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm definitely going. But what made you want to pick that symbol? Cause let's be realistic. Zelda is a really big icon. Just like in far of the gaming world. Yeah, yeah. So I knew Zelda would be very, very iconic. And I I don't know. At least any time since I had seen uh, Twilight Princess Zelda, I was like, I want to make this costume. And for years, like, I would go into different tutorials and, like, see how people made their Zelda costumes. And I would find things that I liked, things that I didn't like. And then finally, last year, I was like, okay, I have the time, I have the money. I'm going to do this because I've been complaining about it for years yeah. and years how how long I've been wanting to do this. So I'm just going to, you know, hit the ground you know. running like some, yeah. some cause, like cuz like when you think it was a hard challenge like did, did you have frustrating days cuz like as an artist I know you probably looked at your work and go like fuck this shit. Yeah, yeah. And that's those days are the worst um because I see um you know something I really really want to work on and finish but like at the moment I'm like I'm really bummed out about how I've messed up a panel or, you know, something, something's gone wrong in the costume over, like, in that moment. And it's sometimes really hard to get back and, you know, get motivated and, you know, fix everything, so. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand, because, like, even as, like, a writer, I look at some of my writings and go, like, yeah, that's shit. Like, I can, mm -hmm. I can just cut, I can cut that out. Like, I yeah, know there's yeah. something better, and, like, I know with artist drawing, it's, like, like you just said, it can be frustrating, but mm -hmm. how do I make it better and like learn? Because like, at, it's at the end of the day, you're gonna enjoy your your cosplay or writing or video game or whatever whatever you're doing. Like, it mm -hmm. might be a struggle at first, but I know the end result is gonna be good. Yeah, yeah, and like the best thing about art is you can put your artist like artist spin on um, you know what you make. So it's like it's people will overlook um if it's not 100 percent accurate if your effort is there and you've made a decent effort of how you want it to look but yet still have your own like um artists take on how you make it people are still going to really appreciate your effort 
you know. I mean, so. I mean, shout out to uh, Mayberry over here. I don't yeah. know who you are. Thanks for joining us. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, word of influence. Just uh, talk about how some things, like how these, like art, music, and books, and video games have influenced your life some way. Mm -hmm. So, um, with that being said, we're, we're back into art. What? No, here's the thing, because uh, conventions can be a little edgy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So, for anybody that isn't, that stays in their shell, mm -hmm. how do you, like, because I'm, I'm pretty sure you broke out of your shell. How did, mm -hmm. how did you do it? Like. Yeah, it's a weird, weird, weird thing. Um, but, um. When I, I remember going through OMG Con uh, last year, you know, going through the convention floor, and I I couldn't move, like, 10 feet without someone being like, oh, can I take your picture? And, you know, it always, I'm a person, I cannot say no. So it's like, oh, yeah, sure, sure. So I, talking to so many people over the course of two whopping days, over the two-day period, of you know not being able to get around to from point A to point B, talk to so many people. I wanted to be friends with so many people, and it's just like, you know, I don't want to revert back to that kind of you know timid person anymore. It's just like, why do I? Why would I do that when I have so much to fulfill? Um, you know, being friendly to everybody, you know. Yeah, so. yeah like honestly, like let's be realistic. You hardly talk to anybody in school, and like yeah, yeah. Like me, it was like I could talk to anybody. So like to see you do like cosplay or like anything like that, or even Twitch, it's like oh shit, mm -hmm. like she's she's stepped out for real, and I'm enjoying it because like that's cool. Like, yeah, yeah. Like so, what advice would you give to people that are trying to get into cosplay? Um. This is what I tell a lot of people. Um, people are like, hey, you know, where do I start? Or, like, um, what material should I use as a beginner? And it's just, like, literally what I do, um, and it's super biased because it's what I do, but get, number one, get to that one costume that you've always dreamed of making, um, no matter how hard it is and no matter how expensive it's going to be. I know... People don't really recommend that, but that's what I recommend personally um, because that's a project you can work over, you know, a course of a couple of years and save up money for great materials um, and then, you know, get started that way. You want your first costume to be the most memorable for you. You want it to be your baby. You treat it like your baby. So it's like, you know, don't use like cardboard or Something, something really not like. Don't use terrible material for your costume, your first costume. But I mean, if that's the route you want to go for, then go ahead. But personally, I don't recommend it. And you'll get people who will tell you different things. But that's personally not what I did, and I don't re recommend people to do. So you know, just jump in. Literally jump in. <laughs> Literally jump in because yeah, yeah. you just, like I said, you just replicated like your the second Zelda. Do you feel yeah. like it was easier this time than it was the last time? Um, in some degrees, yes. In some degrees, no. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the first Zelda dress I made, I made the white dress in two days. Um, 
but now I'm like I'm super picky about how I want everything so it's taken me like two three weeks to make it you know um, uh, but a lot of things I've learned um, what to use and what not to use um, like when I first made Zelda I was like this is things I, these are things I would recommend doing for another time or you know I don't know experiment <laughs> with another material that, for another time so yeah well, like I said, like I've seen you like get like frustrated, like you can just see it in your face on Twitch. You're like, this is pissing me off right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do get a little bit frustrated, but I I wear my heart on my sleeve. So, yeah, there are just some days yeah. I get really frustrated. So, but I mean, that's life. So, any project. So, so even with that being on Twitch, because like you small, you start off with a small group, but as mm -hmm. it expands, you see it. Mm -hmm. You said it feels lonely here. How does that affect you overall progress as an artist? Um, I just some days I would prefer to be lonely. I know that's weird, uh, but some days I need the solitude still. Um, that's still being like a really shy person. But most days I would rather be talking to someone and hearing that encouragement of "Hey, you can do this," especially when I'm super frustrated. So I like getting that feedback from Twitch being like, hey, you can do this. I believe in you, you know, sort of thing, because yeah. I really need it. <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, like I can see it. And like I said, I try to make it every time I can. It's just like mm -hmm. one of those like podcasts and then whatever my family needs to do. And then Twitch, Twitch is like yeah. the last thing, last thing at night. Cause like I see you start when I get done podcasting, I'm like, oh, perfect timing. Mm -hmm. Every time, I promise you, like every time you go live, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's cool. cool. Okay, so I know what I'm doing when I get home. Mm -hmm. So, um, how is that? How is your cosplay that you're working on right now coming up? Um, I'm still working on Zelda, uh, the commission that I'm making for someone. Uh, but um, I'm supposed to be starting data this week. Lieutenant okay, that's what I was talking about. Star Trek, yeah. I'm so <laughs> and I'm so 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 excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, what made you go? How long have you been in Star Trek? Lord, um, I just got into Star Trek this year, like 2017, January 1st. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay, like that's like I think that's like everybody that hasn't seen the movie. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I, if you count the movies, then you're like, oh, well, not really, because you don't know anything. <laughs> right, right, yeah, and I, I saw um, the J.J. Abrams film in back in theaters in uh, 2009, and I was like, oh, this will have, like, really, really cool backstory, and that's what first kind of got me, like, I sort of want to know more of the background of Star Trek, and then that kind of faded away for years and years, and then <laughs> I, I kind of, like, pushed those feelings, like, down and down. And then finally, Austin, my husband, he was like, you know, I think I'm going to start watching Star Trek. And I was like, nerd. <laughs> just, just out of nowhere, like, I think I'm just going to start watching Star Trek. Yeah, Funny. yeah, he, he was into it. So. <laughs> Funny story. Shout out to Seth Fulkerson and to Nora Fulkerson. Those two actually said, like, we don't have TV. I'm like, I'm like okay, so what do I have? we have Netflix. I'm like, oh, what do you watch on Netflix? She said, Star Trek, The Next Generation. I look yeah. at them and say, what? I look at them and say, what the fuck is up with the Star Trek The Generation right now, man? Yeah, like, yeah. I, a lot of my friends are into it, too, now. That. 
<laughs> like I'm like, what is it about action that makes people love it so much? Is it Patrick Stewart? Is it Riker? It's everything. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and I mean, I mean start with, let's start with your favorite character besides Data. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I, can't, <laughs> I can't pick a favorite. I just I love them all. Um, oh, so you love them all. So it's a team effort. I like it. Yes, it is a team effort. Uh, I I do like Riker, and I do like Patrick Stewart, and I do like Data, and okay. everybody else. Like those, those. That's my triumvirate, is what I call like my biggest yeah. top three. And then everybody else, I just love equally. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but what is it about the series that makes everyone enjoy it because like i like i'll be honest like i've been in and out and like i just see episodes and like okay this is a good episode mm-hmm. some episodes are down but mm-hmm. what makes what makes everyone enjoy it like is it the is it the exploration of space um i don't know i think it's more of you get at least with star trek you get more of the human aspect i know that's like sort of weird but like you get more of the human aspect in like the day-to-day life of people aboard a starship and like what that sort of dimension is like. And uh, for some people it's more relatable than, you know, like action all the time, like star Wars. I mean, I love star Wars. I do. Um, But that's just more action based. Whereas Trek is more, you know, person based um, building relationships based and like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay. So, do you like the theme of teamwork in it as well? Because, like, I think I always say that I feel like Star Trek, like their movies, are teamwork movies. Yeah, yeah, it is. It they're is more better, of a teamwork. Like, like it's, I feel like it's better than Star Wars in that sense. Like, because I don't know. Did you see the last one, the Star Trek movie, the last, the latest one? Have you seen that one yet? Uh, Star Trek Beyond. I have not seen it. But I've even seen, yeah. into dark, even into darkness, that was a teamwork movie. It was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, like Spock and Kirk, like just working together. It's like, mm-hmm. is there? I, I don't know if it's a sense of brotherhood or the sense of respect, but like, feel in the Star Trek series, and I don't see that in any other series. in Marvel have like the whole loyal to one another thing. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, who, like you said, here's a good question. Who do you prefer, Picard or Captain Kirk? Uh, Picard, definitely. Um, just because I haven't seen a lot of the old uh, the old TOS. Um, although I've heard Kirk is more like an action guy. Like, if someone, you know, is shooting on the ship, Kirk is immediately the kind of person to return fire. And then Picard's like, hey, let's work this out. Let's negotiate. You know, put shields up, but let's see. Let's inquire and see what, why this is happening. So, yeah, Picard. I, 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 I kind of noticed that towards like the end, like the, like, like the last episode of season one. That was kind of good. I don't know if you remember, like when the Rob, Romulans came. I was like, oh shit, this is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dang, how can I put it? How far are you into the series? Uh, for Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, which is the only one I've seen so far, um, I'm currently 
uh, almost at the season finale of season six. So I've got oh one more God. seasons to go. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm over here struggling, guys. I'm over here like, uh. <laughs> yeah. So season <laughs> season one or two, like season one is awful. Um, season two has like a couple of good episodes here and there, um, but season three is where it really starts to take off, and you'll be able to tell the difference. All I know is like people say, people say, wait till Riker gets a beard and everything gets real. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's the beard effect. <laughs> I don't. I'm like. Oh. The maturity level, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what made you decide to go data? Um, for, like for, for a costume. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, for a costume. Because um, like, because I know you had to retire Zelda. Because I know you're like, well, I'm done with this, so let's go yeah, ahead and get something. New. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna retire Zelda, um, <laughs> for sure. Um, but for Data, um, I know this is like really weird, but like the first time I saw Data on screen, I was like, holy smokes, that's my face. So <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, like that's, it's, it's so, it's so cool to see someone that you at least sort of resemble on TV. Um, so yeah, that was like a big turning point for me. Like I want to be Data, like so really? that's it really yeah i think i would prefer data over spock myself though yeah spock is very iconic but data is just so cute i just i love him he's he's so naive but i just now, but so smart gonna, now you're going to explain to me exactly what he is so i can get in more in depth with you he yeah. is not human right correct yeah yeah data is um he is an android that is built by um, a guy named Noonien Soong. And um, so he is an android and found on a planet um, because Noonien Soong, I guess there was like some sort something happened in like the, the planet or wherever they were was trying to get evacuated. So he disassembled what was data and, um, you know, the planet blew up or something or I don't remember exactly what happened something something happened and Starfleet actually was checking them checking out to see if there's any life remaining and they found like this disassembled Android so Starfleet puts them together and there we go there's data so he goes through the Academy and everything and you know does his training and stuff so he's a commander yeah. right um, yes lieutenant commander lieutenant commander That's- yeah like the ranks in Star Wars get me, so I'm like, uh, Captain, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Commander. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Commander then Lieutenant Commander, or which one's higher? Yeah, it's uh, from highest to lowest. There's Captain, Commander, Lieutenant Commander, um, Lieutenant, and then Ensign. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> like I said, I think that that character is kind of cool then because like he's an android and he's a different life form and he's he's more intelligent than everybody. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because, he he brings a different you know he brings a different uh, feel to the show. show yeah. Maybe because yeah, like because yeah. the episode I watched, you probably know it. If you I don't know how long it's been for you. Like well, you said January. The episode I watched was the Sherlock Holmes episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I'm talking about. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Cool. But like, I thought that was cool that it even tricked him that he couldn't figure it out. Yeah, 
yeah, the holodeck. I think that was a strictly like a holodeck episode, and so oh, some things like sorry, my computer's doing weird things. But anyway, some some weird things happen on the holodeck. So yeah, so yeah. the holodeck is kind of cool, but um, I think it's interesting. They said like to outwit Sherlock Holmes, but it says to outlook data because like if it was Sherlock Holmes, there'd be no way to actually defeat. I mean, there would be a way to defeat. Moriarty, but mm-hmm. when you compare it to actual intellectual, uh, intellectual AI, put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of harder, and like you could see data when he said, "Well, let's go to the captain right now because I can't defeat this one by myself." It showed yeah. me that he still has some. He's still vulnerable in some cases. Yeah, he still has flaws, and like each character in the show has their own flaws. From what I've gathered, yeah. My favorite, once he gets his, once he gets more of a beard and see more of them, it might be Riker. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Riker seems Riker's cool. Riker's pretty cool beans. So, yeah, Riker's cool <laughs> beans. I love that guy. <laughs> like I said, it's it's interesting to see how the show. Like what from what I've learned is that Star Trek started off really cool, then it died mm-hmm. down, and all of a sudden Star Wars came, and all of a sudden it took off again. Like Star Trek took off again. Yeah, what? yeah. It's I think. Oh, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. You. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. Um, like I know a lot of like older folk uh, really don't like the news, like the new Star Treks, because I don't. They're just pompous. Um, <laughs> pompous. Yeah, they're they're kind of pompous, um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just like if if it wasn't for original Star Trek, Star Wars never would have been a thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know. It's just like with Star with Star Trek, like at least I think I think what it is why it's gaining popularity now is because it's more like a future that we want to have. Like we want to work toward you know, cool things like tricorders, you know, and hypo sprays and like really cool technology. And it's just like with Star Trek, you can, you know, um, expand and be influenced. Um, uh, you can expand like that sort of um, like real life things and make it like science fiction into reality. Um, mm-hmm. And Star Trek has those sort of goals that you can, you know, at least ob- obtain, you know, mm-hmm. so. Because like, we're so like as a human species, we seem to love the idea of individualism, like yeah, like individual their own personalities. But like when something happens or like something big, you don't see people running away. You see people running towards each other. Like mm-hmm. and that's the whole cool thing about not America, but everyone. Because like we know in some situation we want to work together to make yeah. this better. And like right. like you see you see that in like. Uh, Star Trek, just like when the ships crash and like in the first movie, and you're like, "Well, everybody's gonna work together. Mm-hmm. Like we're all a team. We're te- technically, I guess, because what happens with Star Trek is when the Enterprise, just like the opening monologue, is just that to explore and to find new intelligence and just to discover new things. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that, though, on a long voyage, because mm-hmm. it's still the USS Enterprise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the voyage itself is so cool that it's not just the everyday life, and it's just the fact that we're all family now. 
and you don't see that. Well, you can argue, people argue that Fast and Furious does it, but who cares about your car movie, man? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, like people enjoy it, and like, is there any scientific books that you know of that represents this as well as Star Trek? Um, I don't know of anything current. I mean, it doesn't have to be current. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I know. Um, it's one of Isaac Asimov's books, um, Dream of Electric Sheep, or so, something. I can ro can robots dream of electric sheep? Um, I think that's influenced by, uh, or Star Trek has taken some influence from that, and even 1984 to like a couple of episodes um, later on in the series. Um, so you know, literature, you know, affects it a little bit. So. I mean, like, even, like, that's the good thing about influence is that you get to see some of your favorite works be inspired by other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I was talking to someone today about, mm -hmm. like, it's my podcast. Like, you know Jacob Tucker. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really great friend of ours. Really yeah. Of mine. Uh, I was just talking to him about, like, look, I feel like my stuff is kind of copywritten. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, like. I'm inspired by Joe Rogan to set my podcast up this way. Mm -hmm. Now, if he were to call me, like, I know he won't, but like if Joe Rogan was to come and sue me, can that be a problem? He's like, Oh no, it's not going to be a problem because you were inspired to do it that way. And he's not, because that's how most podcasts are. Right. So I was right. Like, oh, I was like, okay, that makes sense. I was just making sure because I just didn't want to get in trouble because like, I'm really inspired by the Joe Rogan experience podcast. I've said yeah. it on every episode. I just yeah. want to make sure I'm not getting in trouble because, like, I don't want to take someone else's idea. Oh, I'm yeah. Just, I'm just inspired for it. And, like, I guess, like I said, George Lucas took that idea of what the original creator of Star Trek was. Mm -hmm. You know who the original Star Trek creator was? Yeah, yeah, Gene, Gene Roddenberry. Gene Roddenberry. Okay, I never knew. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. Know but, like, just a like to enhance the idea of what science, what space looks like mm -hmm. and take their own story and make it their own way is great. Yeah. Yeah. But, but my problem is not even a problem. Everything seems to refer back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah. So with that being said, uh, <laughs> Shakespeare, Christianity, and mythology seem to play big roles into everything that we do. Yeah, yeah. And like even in literature or pop culture, no matter what, there's some, like some hints towards it. Mm -hmm. And cool. So, uh, Christianity, like I, you can see it within Star Trek with the whole live long. Uh, and prosper thing mm -hmm. jewish actually yeah yeah what makes you think that's a huge role with it um i don't think necessarily christianity is like a huge thing in star trek um you get like a couple of episodes that really you know um allure to that idea um but mm -hmm. a lot of the people in the star trek universe um is uh it's more of like we are humans, we have free will sort of thing. Um, uh, although, like, uh, Q, the, the figure of Q, he is more or less a god. And, you know, 
omnipotent and watching it over everybody. Um, but he's not like a Christianity God, I guess. Oh, it's, okay. it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, uh, very different. Um, but yeah, Shakespeare is also, um, a big thing in Star Trek. Um, not only does Picard, um, love Star Trek, uh, I'm sorry, not only does Picard, <laughs> Picard loves Shakespeare. Um, and you know, as an actor, Patrick, Patrick Stewart was a Shakespearean actor, but also the character Picard loves Shakespeare. And then more, you see more of like, in the later seasons, you see more of like a, um, like a Shakespearean, um, character being developed through Picard as well. So it's really oh, cool. Really? Yeah. 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 Which, 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 okay. Seeing how we're going that room, which, which character do you think he resembles the most? Um, there's one quote in Hamlet that he, um, talks about humanity. And so I will, I'll say Hamlet. I think it's cool. I think it's cool that Shakespeare is like in, like even in Sons of Anarchy. Have you heard of that uh, show? No, I haven't. You haven't heard of Sons of Anarchy? Mm -hmm. No, I live under a rock, dude. <laughs> uh, what'd you say? I live under a rock. <laughs> For someone that lives on a rock, you really don't look under a rock. But anyways, in that show, like we're talking about Shakespeare, um, the idea of their uh, uh, someone's family, their dad dies, mm -hmm. and they're part they're part of a biker gang, pretty much. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to spoil it, but what happens is like this kid's dead, his dad dies. It turns out that the person that falls in love with his mom is the one that kills him. Mm -hmm. And so pretty much it's like they think it's like him, him following the ghost of Hamlet. Like, yeah, I the people say that, but I argue it's Othello mm -hmm. because what happens at the like the last season of it, they spread a lie. And that's what Othello was, was that pretty much he was lied to the whole time. So when he found out everything, he committed suicide. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened in the show, and like Perry, everyone's like Perry, it's Hamlet. I'm like, no, it's Othello. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, how do you not see? Like, did you not read Othello? They're like, no. I'm like, then why are you arguing with me right now? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but do you still play your violin at all? Um, not really. I I decided to uh, kind of put that behind me. I I don't play too much now. Um, if I do, it's for Strictly my own enjoyment, which is like very, very rare. <laughs> oh, really? So yeah, yeah. So I think it's crazy that the things that you grew up and enjoyed seem to not you don't want to be a part of anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, I, yeah. College kind of took the joy of playing violin out of me. So <laughs> I like I understand exactly what you're saying because, like, I loved reading like before. But like yeah. when you're forced to do it, it seems to be a lot harder to maintain. Yeah, yeah, it's more like a chore instead of a hobby. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And you said well, like we enjoy that. Well, like if someone was to tell me that you had you're being forced to play like a video game, then I don't think I would enjoy it. But like, yeah, if I enjoy playing the game and it's part of the work, like if I get mm -hmm. paid for it, like like as like as you should know, everybody else. I plan on being on Twitch soon myself. Mm -hmm. So, and like, as you know, you'll be a mod. I'm yeah, yeah. That, right? I'm telling yeah. you that right now, you're going to be a mod. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, exclusively saying that. 
But the problem, not even a problem. I seen one of your tweets. You said, "I wish I could stream all day." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what makes you feel that way now? Um, I just, I don't know. I just enjoy people, you know, kind of like saying good words to me and being like, "Hey, you know, you can do this." Because a lot of times I can't, um, I can't develop those thoughts myself. Uh-huh. So it's like I need that reinforcement a lot. <laughs> so so if, I can, if I can do so, that all the time, I would. So do you feel like you're a cynical person toward yourself? Huh? you feel like you're cynical toward yourself? Yes. <laughs> Why? Uh, yes. I don't know. There's, I know there's no reason to be, but that's just how my nature is, I guess. <laughs> your nature is, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I even admit there's some times like, where you don't want to do it or mm-hmm. things like that, but like, you pop in your favorite video game, let's say you pop in there, all that goes away for some reason. Yeah, yeah, I get really absorbed in that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the more I think about it, like, all the ties back into, like, the way you live, like, like mm-hmm. just your personality, just like, well, I'm, I want to be able to, like, even in cosplay, it, mm-hmm. like, as I've made the connection right now, just to be able to create something for someone else mm-hmm. or yourself. Same way with the near, just to be able mm-hmm. to go out to find his a uh, potion to save his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Th- those connections are true, but like we just don't realize because we're like, oh it's just a game, but like no, there's actually a little more behind it. If, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> honestly yeah, yeah. Like, I was surprised you didn't say Zelda, like is one of your favorite games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a couple of Zelda games that are my favorites. Um I've played them all I've played all of them, but I've only completed twelve of them. Um, out of like the eighteen, I think is you know what the series is up to. <laughs> so like you're, but, like you're a Nintendo fan girl, so <laughs> yes, yes I am. <laughs> so with that being said, um, which is your favorite Zelda game? Um, I have oh my list changes every time. Just start, okay, give me one and two in no order. Okay. One and two in no order. Let's see. I really enjoyed Zelda 2, and I really enjoyed Twilight Princess. You want to know it's crazy? I've mm-hmm. never beaten either one of those games. What? They're so good. Well, yeah. Twilight Princess is a really dark game, right? Yeah, and that's that's why that's part of the reason why I like it. It's like literally the palette is darker, like the color palette. And the story, you know, is, you know, Princess Zelda has to relinquish, you know, her power of you know of the kingdom to an evil um the evil zant uh under ganondorf um and she wants to defend hyrule but she literally is put into a position to where she can't and mm. it's just it it hurts my heart like it's it's just so good <laughs> so what is it like because you're as i called you a nintendo fangirl like that's mm. not to be rude or anything no no that's fine no no i'm just saying not to be rude or anything um do you feel do you play any PlayStation 4 games besides yeah. Nier? Besides um, Nier, um, let's see. Currently, I've, let's see, I've played The Last of Us, Bloodborne, Dark Souls, um, Overwatch. Uh, what else? Star Trek Online. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that being said, you're not what they like to call a casual gamer. Yeah, I'm not like super casual. Um, but it's it's hard for me to complete a game. So I guess I'm casual in that sense, but it's like I still have a very, very I know I know what I'm talking about if I'm talking about a video game, and um, 
I don't know. I just have a pretty wide variety of games I like. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's cool. Because, like, being a casual gamer is, like, you know, we just play 2K or we just play Call of Duty. Or not, yeah, we, can't yeah. even put, we can't even put Overwatch in that because Overwatch has a really good story. Mm-hmm. But just, like, like team-based. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't compare that. But you said Dark Souls, right? Yeah, yeah. See, like, that is an amazing game. And, like, yeah. like just... You see, all the games that you named seem to have lore behind them, and that's what's good. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I think that's what makes people like Star Wars and Star Trek, or mm-hmm. any like people say for like even the near series. Like, I'm not trying to spoil it for you, even though you didn't play the first one. Mm-hmm. So you'll understand some stuff for the f- second one if you play the first one. Mm-hmm. I just like I personally like connections. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, just be able to see, like, oh, there's more behind the story. And, like, people say that if it's a numbered thing, mm-hmm. then you're just make milking your story. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Do you feel that way? Um, n- not with the Nier series, at least. Um, just because they're so... The Nier series, like, and well, the Dragon Guard series is just very 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 loosely based on one another very and uh yoko taro doesn't make the same game twice so those they're all different um but in in the same universe um with zelda um there are some games that i feel like i'm playing um you know the same game twice just because it's a little bit more formulaic um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, games like Pokemon, we don't get that. It's not technically what we call numbered games. Yeah, because yeah. Because it's a, it's a new region mm-hmm. where you can use all the your past Pokemon with the same, with newer Pokemon. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. Of, and it's, it's kind of like a passing of the torch to the next generation. Right. While right. more while the older players get to be more in depth with it. Right. Is that how you feel about the series? <laughs> um with Zelda to some degree, yes. Um with Nier, not quite. <laughs> I, I said Pokemon, so Oh yeah, Pokemon, Pokemon. Yes. Uh sorry, my bad. Uh I did that. Um but no, with Pokemon I do agree. Um you see like a lot of um like a lot of and, uh, it's like with Pokemon, with um, you do get uh, there are a lot of people that want to help out like younger players and everything. So it's yeah. it's, really, it's really really cool how um, you know you help out the younger people play and stuff. So yeah, I'm like, do you see like if the series is still around, do you see you passing it to your kids as well? Oh, definitely, definitely, yeah. <laughs> Is that is that nostalgia or is that just like that's a great series and like you can find good friends through it? Because both, like both. <laughs> yeah, because honestly what's what's a real test is like the whole trade system, like like you like when you had to trade to evolve that Pokemon and you're like, okay, is he gonna give me the Pokemon back or no? Or Right, right, right. And all of a sudden they give it back to you, you're like, Oh, that's cool, okay. And then you start talking afterwards and it's like, Oh, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh um, near seems Really cool from what I played. Well, mm-hmm. Oda mm-hmm. is for like, um, I got a friend. He actually 
his got his uh, niece Breath of the Wild for the Wii U. Oh yeah, yeah. And I said, like, don't you think this kind of a meaty game, like, too big of a game for her to understand? Because like, it is kind of hard. Like, without mm-hmm. spoiling anything, that's a really hard game for anyone to play. And she, he said, yeah, it's kind of, but she'll be playing with her dad. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be the bond. Then, yeah, yeah. That they have. Yeah. So, so, how far are you in Breath of the Wild? I'm only 10 hours into it. So, I'm at Kakeriko Village, and that's where I've been, you know, since week one I mean, of playing it. <laughs> now, do you have any expectations for the Nintendo Switch as E3 approaches? I do. I I think Nintendo is going to really, really, you know, hit the ground running this year um, at E3 because everybody's super... Um, I think Super Mario Odyssey is going to do well. Um, <laughs> and just because, you know, they've had such big success with the Switch, I think people are going to be more anticipatory to what's coming out in E3. So, yeah. Okay, so what what about the actual Switch do you like? Um, I just like it because it's a new Nintendo console. People are like, oh, you can take it anywhere, but I literally haven't taken it anywhere. <laughs> you, so, except for, that, like, the bed. Yeah, like, that, that film is good, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that feeling is fucking great, though, because you're, like, you're playing it. When you're big sure and you're like, well, I gotta go. I'm like, oh wait, I can take this thing with me. And it's like yeah. Oh yeah. It's a new like, newspaper. <laughs> like like well, I went to Nashville like over last week, like a week ago mm-hmm. or so. And um my sister was playing Mario Kart in the back the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, just the idea of being able to take a game on the go like that is amazing. And that is gonna be cool. Now yeah. <laughs> Now, is there any movies you would recommend to people? Any movies what? Any movies that you would recommend to anybody? Ooh. Because, like, what what that means is, like, I will personally watch them. Yeah. Give you my feedback. Yeah. Um, like, I've been doing that with everybody because that's awesome. Like, you say that, well, well, this is good. Okay, I'll try it. Yeah, same yeah. Way Star Trek, same way with Star Trek Next Generation. Like, oh, you said it was good? I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's cool means. Um, probably Moana. Moana. Moana? Really good. Yeah, Disney. yeah. Disney. I know. I didn't know you were a Disney person. Well, I'm not like, I'm not like a you know a Disney girl or anything, but like, <laughs> I I uh I really enjoyed seeing Moana in theaters, and like I legitimately left the theater feeling like I I got my money's worth. I know that's that's weird, but I never feel that in movies anymore. It's like I would rather I had so much fun watching it in theaters, and I would rather go back again and watch it a second time in theaters. So it's just it's so perfect. The story was great, the um, aesthetics were great. Oh my gosh, I just I loved it. I loved it. Music was great. So. So what music are you currently listening to besides the near soundtrack that I listen to at work? Because I enjoy that shit. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, I like two two hours and forty five minutes worth of that. I was like, oh god, hold on. Yeah, right. Um, currently, um, I listen, I listen to System of a Down. Okay, so, I know who System of a Down is. Shit, we talking yeah. about like from that era. So yeah, yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of that recently. Uh. Um, a lot of like Foo Fighters and like the White Stripes, so more of like White an alternative stripes. rocks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, like you're more into that alternative stuff. We'll yeah. See. 
I don't know if I know any alternative stuff to recommend you though. Like, uh, I know a lot. So speaking of what, what makes you, do you still listen to classical music? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's your favorite classical music? Um, like, uh, shoot. I don't, I, that's a really, really broad question. Um, time, let's see, time period wise. Um, I like some Baroque, but, um, it's more of like, I, I have, I have fun playing that. So I like it by proxy. Um, uh-huh. Baroque music's kind of repetitive and like variations on a theme, but, um, I also really like, um, Franz von Soupe. He's like a programmatic, um, composer. So I like, I like mm. some of his stuff. It's really cute to listen to. I like Chopin. Yeah. I love Chopin. Chopin's pretty good. Yeah. Brahms. It was crazy, though. Yeah. What? I didn't know he actually uh, died on his deathbed. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever play the game Eternal Sonata? Um, I have not. I know it. I know it's about Chopin, and that's it. <laughs> you know it's about Chopin, and that's it? Yeah. That was probably the best game I've ever played for. Uh, one of the best games I've ever played for. What's the name of that system? What's the name of that system? The 360. Yeah. Because, because it showed me someone's dreaming mm-hmm. while they were passing away. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting that he had all these character ideas. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of me as an author that you can have that while just dreaming, that you can see your characters. Mm-hmm. So that's why they tell you to write stuff down, have a notepad next to you and write it down just for ideas. Yeah, yeah. Cool that each character was based off of a musical instrument, like beat, allegretto, and like polka. And I was like, I never realized it until like after I beat it. I'm like, wait a minute. These are all musical instruments. Yeah, yeah. Like so, terms, yeah. I was like, this is really cool. So I enjoyed that more than anything. Like I like I said, I just love classical music. Um mm-hmm. I know you gotta get right for your Twitch. That's one question I've always wanted to ask you because, like, yeah. people don't know that you're a triple three. Yeah, it me. How how different is it that you all had different personalities? Did you guys have same interests at all? Like, because let's say you're, you're a nerd and like you go to not so much. Or uh, yeah, um, I was I was gonna ask the question of like. Um, what's it like being a triplet? And I'm like, I don't know. I, that's my whole life. What's it like not being a triplet, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we all had different personalities. Um, and growing up, we always didn't see eye to eye. Um, it's just we all wanted, as as you're growing up, you don't want that stigma of that like umbrella term of triplet because that's all you'll get labeled as. You won't be an individual. Um, mm-hmm. so it's like, we all kind of wanted to break away from that and be individuals. So mm-hmm. we all have like, probably like we, we have very, very different personalities, I guess, because of that. <laughs> I mean, let's say y'all are cool as hell. Uh, y'all don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, y'all are cool as hell to me. But I, oh, just thought that was, like, I just thought it was interesting. Like we talked about it, like, well, one's a nerd, one's not, and one's that. And it's like, this is kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the different personalities, and like I was wondering, like, did y'all have anything in common, like in like nerdy kind of sense, like maybe Harry Potter or? No, we actually we well we didn't really grow up nope. with Harry Potter. Um, 
I don't think we had any sort of nerddom thing in common. Uh, well, except for Animal Crossing. I, we all really enjoyed to play Animal Crossing. Everyone loves and Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's all one nerdy sort of thing that we all shared. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, and it's like, I think um, I was into Pokemon the most, but by proxy, Bailey and Brandy also kind of enjoyed Pokemon, and like, they each had their own Pokemon game, although they didn't play it as much. Mm-hmm. And then eventually gave it to me, you know, like I I picked up the Pokemon games and was like, hey, so can you, I have these? So, <laughs> so, so do, they think that, do they think it's cool that you cosplay? Um, yeah, I think they do. Um, I think they're finally happy that I've got an art form that I'm happy with and satisfied. Exactly. That's so, yeah. all that fucking matters as long yeah. as you're enjoying what you're doing. Like, like honestly, like once you're when you're reaching your dreams, you're you got reason to brag. But, right, we're, right. We're, but we're too busy being humble right now. Like, honestly, right, because, right. like, we're just having fun. Like, like we had this conversation the other day. Like, wish we could just quit our jobs and do mm-hmm. what we love. Yeah. But we were like, yeah, no, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Right, right, At right. Least. So we're just like, let's just have fun. Let's yeah. continue to have fun and see where it goes. Because, like, we don't know what happens, like, in the next six months. Maybe something big happens. Mm-hmm. Like, where you get, like, a lot of subscriptions on Twitch. Maybe this podcast takes off. We don't know, but like it's all in God's hands, mm-hmm. and that's all we can do is just have fun. Like, yeah, like let's we're not worried about all that other stuff. Let's just mm-hmm. have a good time while we do it. Like podcasting's fun. I'm mm-hmm. sure you're enjoying cosplaying like as much as you hate it. I'm still yeah. writing. Like I'd still write. Like that's not going to happen. Like yeah, that, inf- inter- that interruption. I might just leave it because like you can see like how people go like oh well. You're doing that? Ooh, I'm sorry. Right, like, right. Like, you should see his, you should see his face. He's like, "Oh, you're doing that?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh, okay. Well, your steak's on the table, so <laughs> I might not, I might not edit out." Do you have any questions for me? Um, I don't actually. Not that I can think of off okay. the top of my head. So, you don't have any questions for me. Everyone's like that. Everyone's like, "You catch me on the spot, Terry." Oh, like you always do it on the spot because, like. I'm going to cut this one a little short because I know you got to get your stuff ready and get that out the door for your customer. Yeah. Because you got you to do another one. I know you got to do another one. Yeah, yeah, I do. How long does that take, by the way, just for uh, you to get a customer? Or does it? Uh, it just depends. It's it's feast or famine, so it just depends. <laughs> oh, really? So yeah. where, can we, where can we find you at? Yeah, yeah. Um, I am on um, all of my social medias pretty much – Plug me into any social media and find me at Highly Violinist. So Facebook, Twitter, Highly. yeah, H I, yeah, H Y L I A N V I O L I N I S T. I think that's right. Yeah. So Highly, <laughs> I, I can, I can, I can write it down and spell it, but saying it's anyway. Highly Violinist. <laughs> yes. So all of my, um, let's see, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Instagram, Etsy, and I think that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, you can find a word of info. This is episode eight. Can you believe it? That's crazy. <laughs> like, dang. That's like, awesome. Oh, like, a word of influence, episode eight. What is my freaking thing on Twitter? I just changed it today. Yeah, it was like Perry, uh, P underscore Morton 22. Is it that or is it Agent Platypus 23? No, no, I think it was P underscore Morton. Oh, wow. I thought yeah. I changed it, but okay. Uh, 
<laughs> okay, well, I guess it didn't change. So, P underscore Morton22. This is a word of infos, episode eight. Checklist again on Wednesday when we do episode nine. So it's like we're hitting the ground running, guys. And yeah, awesome. I hope, you, hope you guys, whoever's watching soccer, the basketball game right now, are enjoying it. Uh, shout out to everyone that listens to it. And thank you, thank you again, Brittany, for yeah. doing this. About time. Yeah, see, no see, problem. See you, at, see you at OMG Con. Yes. Uh, hold on, hold on. That was another episode of A Word of Influence, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. It was really fun. Brittany is a really good Twitch person. She really just cosplay. And, like, to see her channel grow as being a, a fellow mod, it's really awesome. Like, you don't understand what it is to have supporting artists that support artists. It's really cool. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Check out this on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any podcast directory. Leave a review. I hope you guys are enjoying this ride because we're just hitting the ground running, like Brittany said. Talk at y'all on Wednesday. Peace.